Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Si trajo su Biblia, vaya a Josué capítulo 1. We have been talking about the camel train of God's provision. How many of you believe there is a camel train of provision? Hemos estado hablando de la provisión de Dios. ¿Cuántos creen que sí hay provisión de parte de Dios para nosotros? In the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been talking about the conditions for receiving the provision of God. Hemos estado hablando de las condiciones para poder recibir la provisión de Dios. And we talked about uh, last week and the week before a lot of the wisdom out of the Proverbs. Hablábamos la semana pasada y la semana anterior de la sabiduría que viene de los proverbios concerniente a la provisión de Dios. And we talked about God's provision. And we have been uh, beginning with the verse that by now you should have memorized. Let's see if you can remember it, at least part of it, out of the book of Genesis. You remember Genesis? Scripture says, And the Lord blessed Abraham in most ways. All right, so let's try that together. And the Lord blessed Abraham in every way. All right, now I know you guys are, I snuck that up on you, didn't I? But I want you to try it again this time. Put, some, put your back into it, all right? Because we're talking about you. If you're in Christ, then the blessing of Abraham is on you. So I want you to say with me, the Lord... Blessed Abraham in every way. And the Lord wants to bless me in every way. Doesn't that feel good? All right. Now, the issue isn't saying it, it's believing it. All right. Dice la palabra del Señor en Génesis que Jehová bendijo a Abraham en todas maneras. Y si usted está en Cristo, dice la palabra del Señor en Gálatas, que la bendición de Abraham está sobre usted. Entonces, estamos diciendo que la bendición de Jehová estaba sobre Abraham y Jehová lo bendijo en todas formas y Dios quiere bendecirnos a nosotros en todas formas. Y la semana pasada hablamos de unas condiciones de, de poder recibir la provisión de Dios y hoy vamos a hablar de unas más. Are you ready? Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Uh, Josué capítulo 1. Y verso 8. It reads, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We come to it with an open heart, an open mind, and we pray that you would speak by your Holy Spirit to every one of our lives. In Jesus' name, church said amen. Dice la palabra, Señor, este libro de la ley no se apartará de tu boca. Pero meditarás en él día y noche, 
Y tendrás cuidado de hacer todo lo que está escrito en él Y luego harás tu camino prosperoso Y tendrás éxito How many of you want to have success? ¿Cuántos quieren tener éxito? The word prosperity in the Bible is really the word success. And we began this series by talking about the fact that God wants us to succeed. I know there are some Christians who believe and others who teach that God wants us to be miserable failures, but I don't believe that's my God. That's not the God of the Bible. Algunos enseñan y creen que Dios quiere que estemos de siempre deprimidos en fracaso, pero ese no es el Dios de la Biblia. Él quiere que tengamos su bendición y su éxito en todas maneras. And I want you, before we go into our uh, into the meat of the word tonight, I want you to look at verse 8 and notice some things, some facts that are in this verse. Vamos a notar unos hechos que están en este verso antes de ir um, Adelante con el estudio esta noche. Notice that he says that his word has to be where? In our mouth. Dice ahí que su palabra tiene que estar en nuestra boca. How many of you have God's word in your mouth? ¿Cuántos tienen la palabra de Dios en su boca? How do you have God's word in your mouth? When you memorize it, when you pray it, when you speak it out, when you read it out loud, you, when you claim it in prayer, you have God's word in your mouth. He didn't say just on your mind, but in your mouth. God wants to hear. He likes to hear his children. A Dios le gusta, le encanta oír la voz de sus hijos. You ever been to a really quiet church? I heard a, a, a man say that uh, he he came to church and he didn't like it because he said, it's not a quiet church. I said, you're right, Kingsway is not a quiet church. God likes to hear his children. A Dios le encanta oír la voz de sus hijos. A veces hay unas iglesias muy calladitas, cristianos muy calladitos. Pero a Dios le encanta oír a sus hijos y qué quiere oír what does he want to hear it's in the text his word in our mouth what does that mean it means he wants us to to remind him to bring to his attention the things that he has said and to speak it with faith he wants us to agree with him ultimately qué, qué quiere Dios oír de nuestra boca quiere oír nosotros poniéndonos de acuerdo con su palabra I've told you before that prayer is not getting God to agree with you prayer is getting you to agree with God and when you put God's word in your mouth you are agreeing with God cuando usted pone la palabra de Dios en su boca usted se está poniendo de acuerdo con Dios la oración no es para que Dios se ponga de acuerdo con nosotros es para que nosotros nos pongamos de acuerdo con Dios so that's a very important principle there but you shall meditate on it day and night so God says I want you to think on my word Dios dice, quiero que medites en mi palabra día y noche. Quiero que pienses en ella. How many of you think the word? ¿Cuántos piensan la palabra? I hope that every time you hear a message, that you go home and you chew on it. That you meditate on it. 
The, the, the word meditate comes from the word that refers to uh, cows chewing the cud. La palabra meditar viene de una palabra que se refiere a una, a una vaca que, how do you say chewing the cud? Is it rumiar? No, there's a, yo sé que mascar, pero there's a word rumiar, ¿sí? La dije bien, mira, me saqué una esta noche. Ahora yo los corregí a ustedes. No es mascar, es rumiar. ¿Qué, ¿Qué hace la vaca? La vaca dicen que tiene varios estómagos. Yo no me he dado cuenta si es cierto o no, pero para digerir la comida, mastica y luego después la, la muere de nuevo. A cow, when it eats, it has several stomachs. So it will swallow and then later in the day, Bring it up again and chew on it some more. Okay, now God didn't say, I want you to chew the cud. He said, I want you to meditate. Okay, but he's saying the same thing. La palabra meditar es, quiero que, que traigas mi palabra a tu memoria y medites en ella. Como la vaca que mastica aquel, aquella comida hasta que hace todo lo que esa comida fue diseñada para hacer así mi palabra quiero que la tengan siempre delante de su mente pensando en ella I want you to meditate think about my word and you've gotten you've gotten so much lately about provision 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 has it started to get down in your spirit yet has it started to get down in your heart esta palabra de provisión ya ha llegado a tu corazón Oh no, I'll tell you, if it hasn't, it's because you haven't been chewing on it. You haven't been meditating on it. So say, God wants me to think. Say it with me, God wants me to think on His Word. Diga conmigo, Dios quiere que yo piense sobre su palabra. Now God says, if you do this, third thing, you must also be careful. To do it. Put my word in your mouth, think about it, and then do it. Pon mi palabra en tu boca, piensa en ella, y luego dice, ten cuidado de que la pongas en obra. Tienes que hacer mi palabra. Ninguno de los principios que hemos hablado estas semanas pasadas va a valer si usted no lo pone en obra. Not One single principle that we've discussed over the last few weeks will be of any value to you unless you put it to work in your life. Tell your neighbor, do something. You got to do something. Dile a tu vecino, haz algo. Tienes que hacer algo con lo que estás recibiendo. You have to do something with what you're learning. Are you a doing church? All right, three of you are doers. Are you a doing church? Because a doing church is the only church that's going to see any progress. Una iglesia que obra y actúa en lo que está recibiendo es la que va a hacer progreso, va a progresar. Si usted no actúa sobre lo que está recibiendo, eso se va a estancar en su vida. God wants you to be like a river, not a pond. Growing, developing, but that's going to require movement. I thought about this this week. The first thing we ever hear about the Holy Spirit in the whole Bible, he was moving. 
La primera vez en toda la Biblia que oyemos sobre el Espíritu Santo, el Espíritu Santo estaba moviendo. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Dice la palabra, Señor, que el Espíritu de Jehová se movía sobre las aguas. The Spirit of God is a mover. El Espíritu de Dios es un Espíritu que actúa, está moviéndose, está obrando. And Eleazar, who brought the camel train to Rebecca, is a type of the Holy Spirit. Eleazar, el que trajo los cameos para Rebecca, es el tipo del Espíritu Santo, el cual quiere obrar en nosotros. He wants to work in us and through us. And then he says, then you will make your way prosperous. Notice that he doesn't say, then I will make your way prosperous. Note que no dice, y yo haré prosperar tu camino. Dice, y luego harás prosperar tu camino. What do you mean, pastor? I mean that some of us, we like to wait around for God to wait to, to do something. We think, if I'm going to prosper, God's going to prosper me. You know what God says here? He says, you will prosper. By doing what my law says, by putting it to work, then you will prosper. There's nothing in here about waiting around for God to prosper you. God says, if you put my word into action, you will be prosperous. You will have success. Aquí no dice si, uh, si, si te sientas y me esperas, voy a, voy a traer éxito a tu vida. Dice, harás prosperar tu camino. Tú tienes que hacer algo, tomar la iniciativa. Al obrar en la palabra de Dios, al confesar la palabra, al orar la palabra, al creer la palabra, al, al tomar acción sobre la palabra, Él dice, tendrás éxito. And then he reaffirms that by saying, and you will have success. So you and I have a part to play in this. Tenemos una parte que tomar en esta, en esto. So tonight I want to talk about one of the one, one of the reasons why we don't prosper is because we don't have the right kind of thinking. Una de las razones que no prosperamos es porque no tenemos nuestro pensamiento Bien enfocado en Dios. So, is it all right if I step on some toes tonight? All right, I got most of your permission. The rest of you will just have to hang in there. I'm going to talk about three spirits or three mindsets that will keep you from prospering. They'll keep you from success. Quiero hablar esta noche de tres espíritus o tres mentalidades que te van a prevenir de llegar al éxito. I have a question for you. Two thoughts, really. One's a question. I believe these are from the Holy Spirit. Today, I felt like the Lord wanted me to remind you that he is very easy to get along with. I felt as I was praying this afternoon that he said, tell my people that I am very easy to get along with. Yo sentí esta tarde en la oración que el Señor tenía dos pensamientos para nosotros. El primero era, dile a mi pueblo que yo soy muy fácil para estar en comunión. A veces tenemos mucha presión 
hacia Dios. Sometimes we have a lot of pressure toward God. Like he's standing over us with a club ready to smack us. And he wants you to know tonight, I'm the most, I'm the easiest person in your life that you'll ever talk to. There's no pressure in having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I, I wish you guys would receive that tonight. You're like, I don't know the Holy Spirit I met. Sometimes because of religion and tradition and the way we were raised, we think God is angry, always has a scowl on his face. And the fact is that if you're in Christ, you have the favor of God. And God is easy to get along with. He's easy to talk to. So no pressure. The second question I believe the Holy Spirit wanted me to ask you was, if you knew my will, would you do it? Siguiente pregunta es, dice el Espíritu Santo, si, cono, si conocieres mi voluntad, ¿la harías? If you knew my will, would you do it? I think our heart says yes. Yo creo que nuestro corazón dice sí. Now, it, I want you to take those two thoughts together. Holy Spirit's real easy to get along with. And if I know his will, I'll do it. And just put them together and ask him, Holy Spirit, show me your will. Ahora, toma esos dos pensamientos y ponlos juntos y dile al Espíritu Santo, Espíritu Santo, enséñame tu voluntad. All right, that was not even part of the message. That's just extra. Okay. That was just for you tonight. All right. Three mindsets that will keep you from prospering, from success. Tres mentalidades que te van a quitar de poder prosperar. Go to the Gospel of Luke. Vaya a Lucas capítulo 16. Luke chapter 16. Verse 9, Luke 16, verse 9. Have you found it? Lucas 16, 9. Now I say to you, make friends for yourselves by means of the wealth of unrighteousness, so that when it fails, they will receive you enter into the eternal dwellings. He who is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And he who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon, you will in, who will entrust you with true riches? And if you have been faithful in the use of what is Another's who will give to you what is your own. Not servant, no servant can have two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or wealth. 
All right. Now, I want you to notice that he says, first of all, if you were, un, if you were not faithful in the use of money, verse 11, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth, which in the Greek is mammon, who will entrust you with true riches? How many of you would like to have true riches? Really, true riches is souls. Dice, si no eres fiel en el uso del dinero, ¿quién te dará verdaderas riquezas? Y verdaderas riquezas riqueza refieren a las almas. Then in verse 12, he repeats it. He says, if you are not faithful in the use of what is someone else's, who will give you what is your own? Y si no eres fiel en el uso de lo que no te pertenece, ¿quién te dará lo tuyo? Here's what I want you to think about tonight before we get to this first mentality. I want you to think about this. Everything I own belongs to God. Todo lo que tenemos le pertenece a Dios. Your house, your car, your wife, your kids, your husband, your job, your bank account, savings account, stocks, bonds, whatever you got, it belongs to God. That's why he says, if you're not a good steward, if you're not faithful in what's mine, who will give you what's your own? That's a good thought, isn't it? Si no eres fiel en lo que es mío, dice el Señor, todo es mío, tu casa, tu carro, la cuenta de banco, el dinero que tienes, todo me pertenece a mí. Si no eres fiel en lo que me pertenece a mí, entonces, ¿quién te va a dar a ti las riquezas? Now, here is the first spirit that keeps us from excellence or, or pardon, from success, and it is the spirit of mammon. Aquí está el primer espíritu que nos previene de tener éxito y es el espíritu de Mammon, que es el amor al dinero. Mammon is a Syrian god. Ese es un dios sirio, which was the god of money. Mammon was the god of money. Era el dios de el dinero. And we're, we have here Jesus revealing something to us, that there is a spirit on money. Hay un espíritu sobre el dinero. We talked about this in, in a brief moment a few weeks ago, but I'm going to elaborate some tonight. Hay un espíritu sobre el dinero. There is a spirit on money. Either it's the spirit of God or the spirit of mammon. O es el espíritu de Dios o es el espíritu de este Dios sirio llamado mammon. How do you get the, the spirit of mammon off of your money? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. But here's what I want you to, to know. The spirit of mammon is really the spirit that tells you that money is everything. Este espíritu te dice que el dinero es todo. If you have money, you have it all. If you don't have money, you don't have anything. That's what mammon tells you. Este espíritu te dice que el dinero es todo. Si tienes dinero, lo tienes todo. Si no tienes dinero, no tienes nada. How many of you know that's a lie? Because money isn't happiness, is it? Money isn't joy. 
Money isn't peace. I know some people who have a lot of money, no peace. A lot of money with peace. Some people have no money, no peace. That's the worst of them, right? And then (laughs) no money with peace. It's all kinds of people. But Mammon says, if you just get more money, you stop fighting with your, with your husband or your wife. If you could just get more money, you could get, get, keep the kids happy. If you could just get more money, you'd sleep better at night. El, el espíritu de mamón dice, si tienes dinero, vas a estar todos contentos. Ya no van a pelear esposo y esposo, va a haber paz. Y la verdad es que el dinero no trae ninguna de esas cosas. So the spirit of mammon teaches you to trust money. Este espíritu te enseña a poner tu confianza en el dinero. And I want you to think about this for a moment because in the end times, the Antichrist spirit is going to rule the earth and the Antichrist is going to rule the earth through the spirit of mammon. En los últimos días, cuando venga el Antecristo, el Antecristo va a gobernar el mundo por medio del dinero. Remember that when you read the book of Revelation, it says that the mark of the beast will be so that people can buy and sell. So in the end, he's going to say, if you want any money, you're going to have to serve me. If you want a paycheck, if you want groceries, you want to buy something on Amazon.com, you're going to have to serve me. You're going to have to worship me. That's the spirit that's behind uh, money. That's the spirit of of this uh, Syrian God that Jesus was talking about. Ese es el espíritu del anticristo, el cual en el fin dirá: Si quieres dinero, tienes que ponerte la marca mía. Tienes que hacer lo que yo digo. Tienes que adorarme a mí. Y este espíritu gobierna la mente de muchos. This spirit governs the mind of many because it teaches us to trust in money. And it teaches us to trust in a source other than God. Este espíritu nos enseña a confiar en una fuente otra que, uh, otra que Dios. Entonces, uh, el, el, el Señor quiere que usted y yo sepamos. God wants us to be aware of this fact that he is our source. Mammon says, I'm your source. Dios quiere que nosotros reconozcamos que Él es nuestra fuente de provisión. Pero el dinero dice, yo soy tu fuente de provisión. And the spirit of mammon, if it's on your money, has to be broken. How do we break it? I told you three weeks ago, how do we break it? The tithe. When you tithe, you break mammon off of your money. Cuando usted diezma, usted usted quiebra la atadura del espíritu de mamón sobre su dinero. Y ahora su dinero tiene la bendición de Dios en él. Now your money has God's blessing on it. Isn't that good news? 
Cuando usted pone su dinero uh, o, o da su diezmo Usted está quebrando la mano de este, de este espíritu sobre su dinero You are breaking the spirit of mammon off of your life when you do that And God is now able to bless your money Because you have put it in his hands under his control So number one, we break the spirit of mammon when we tithe When we obey God Quebramos el espíritu de mammon cuando Damos el diezmo. If you're a tither, say amen. amen. You're going to be a tither. This is your time to start. Because as long as you don't obey God on this, you can't have his blessing on your money. The, the prophet said that those who didn't tithe put their pockets, their money into pockets with holes. Dijo el profeta que el que no diezmaba es como poner tu dinero en una bolsa con agujeros. Ever felt like that? You put your money in your pocket, in your account, and it just didn't seem to last. And God says it's because you haven't honored me on this. Dios dice es porque no me han honrado en esto. Pero cuando usted honra a Dios con su diezmo, when you honor God and you tithe, now his blessing is on it. And you know what's even greater than that? When you take an offering out of the 90% that's left, that now has blessing on it. And that seed is able to multiply. Cuando usted da del 90% que queda y usted da a Dios, ahora... Ese no, eso que usted tomó para darle a Dios sobre el diezmo ahora porque está bendecido tiene poder para multiplicarse en su vida. So number one, we break we we break the spirit of mammon by tithing. Number two, we break the spirit of mammon through spirit-led giving. Número dos, uh, quebramos este espíritu a través de el dar conforme la guianza del Espíritu Santo. How many have ever been in church and the Holy Spirit told you, I want you to give this? ¿Cuántos han estado en la casa del Señor y el Espíritu Santo le dijo, da esto? Now, at that moment, Mammon showed up. So wait a minute. It's not in the budget. Money's tight this month. But when you honor the Holy Spirit and obey, You're breaking mammon's grip off of your life. Cuando el Espíritu Santo le habla y le dice, dame esto, mamón aparece y dice, no, 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 porque no está en el presupuesto. Si tú das eso, te va a faltar. Pero si usted honra a Dios y le obedece, el Señor quiebra el poder de ese Espíritu sobre tu vida. How many of you know that's true? You've experienced it. ¿A cuántos han experimentado esa, esa realidad? Come on, lift your hand if you've experienced that reality. All right. Because you, you're looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to read your face to something else then. Because you've all been there. Todos hemos pasado por ahí. 
Pero ahí termina el control de este espíritu sobre nuestra vida. This, uh, this spirit's control ends at that point. We fight mammon through generosity. Uh, combatimos a mamón a través de la generosidad. The Bible says a generous soul will prosper. Un alma generosa prosperará. Ultimately, go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. We're going to break the spirit of mammon by thinking or agreeing with God. El espíritu de mamón se quebranta en nuestra vida a través de creerle a Dios. Vaya de Deuteronomio capítulo 8, verso 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. This is a thought that you need to, to have in your mind that God is my source, not money. God is your source. How many of you ever lost a job? We probably all have, right? Some point or another, we lost a job. Did you make it? Did you get through? How'd you do it? The job was not your source. God was your source. ¿Cuántos le ha pasado que perdieron un trabajo? Un día en su vida perdió un trabajo. ¿Y qué pasó? ¿Se, ¿Se terminó la vida ahí? ¿No la hizo? ¿Perdió todo? ¿No? ¿Qué pasó? Dios le suplió. ¿Por qué? Porque el recurso no es el trabajo. La fuente no es el trabajo, es Dios. Look, look at what Deuteronomy 8:18 says. But you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power to make wealth. That he may confirm his covenant which he swore to your fathers. As it is to this day. Dice, pero recordarás a Jehová tu Dios. Porque él es el que te da poder para hacer las riquezas. Y para confirmar su pacto, cual él juró a tus padres, padres en esos días. Do you hear what he's saying there? God is saying, I'm the one, I'm the source. Dios ahí nos dice, yo soy la fuente. Yo te doy el poder para hacer la riqueza. It is I who give you the power to make wealth. Who gives you the power? God, not mammon, not money. So if you have God, you have everything. I said, if you have God, you have everything. If you have God, you have joy. If you have God, you have peace. If you have God, you have provision. If you have God, you have comfort. If you have God, you have rest. Everything you need, you'll have in God. And that's the truth that the enemy wants you, uh, wants to fight you against. Esta es la verdad que el enemigo pelea en contra de ella. Que si tienes a Dios, lo tienes todo. Pero esa es la realidad. El dinero te dice, si tienes el dinero, tienes todo. Pero Dios te dice, si me tienes a mí, Tienes todo, porque yo soy paz, yo soy consuelo, yo soy sanidad, yo soy gracia, yo soy misericordia a tu vida. Todo lo que necesitas lo tienes 
in me. So say that with me. If I have God, I have everything. Do you have God? Amen. Tienen a Dios o no? All right, mentality number two, mindset number two. La mentalidad número dos. So if you have a mammon spirit, we want you to begin to be free tonight by thinking on God. He's your source. And when, when you have lack in your life, you look at God. Cuando... Cuando tienes falta en tu vida, tienes que mirar a Dios. Él es la fuente de tu vida. This next one is the poverty spirit. Este siguiente es el espíritu de pobreza. The poverty spirit. We may have heard someone mention this before, but it's not very well much talked about in the church. Uh, no se habla mucho de este espíritu en la iglesia, but poverty really is a mindset. La pobreza es una mentalidad. It's not a circumstance. It's a mindset. La pobreza es una forma de pensar. This is what poverty teaches you. Poverty says... There's never enough. El espíritu de pobreza te dice, nunca hay suficiente. Poverty, and I want you, as you, as you hear these, think about, do I have that mindset? Al oír esto, quiero que usted piense, tengo esa mentalidad o no. There's never enough. I will never prosper. Nunca voy a tener éxito. I don't deserve to prosper. No merezco el éxito. When you have the poverty spirit, lack becomes your ID, your identification. Cuando tienes un espíritu de pobreza, la falta es tu identidad. And whatever you identify with, you're drawn to. Y con lo que usted se identifica, usted va a ir hacia eso. And I want, I want to speak very honestly about this tonight because this is the thing that keeps most people from being able to prosper and it's the very demon that, that God has raised up this church to fight. He said to me, Isaac, this church will raise people out of spiritual, physical, and emotional poverty. And the psalm says, he raises the poor out of the dust and the indigent out of the ash heap and he causes them to sit with princes. El espíritu de la pobreza es el espíritu que Dios ha llamado esta iglesia para combatir. Me dijo Isaac, esta iglesia levantará al pobre de la pobreza espiritual, física y emocional. You can have a poverty spirit in your finances, in your emotions, and in your health, in your physical body. Se puede tener un espíritu de pobreza en la finanza, en la emoción, 
y en lo físico, en lo emocional y como también lo físico. Let me give you an example. There's some people, uh, unfortunately, women in this case, I've seen more in this in this particular example. I've seen women who are uh, abused by their husband or by a boyfriend. I'm going to look up because nobody wants to identify with me tonight. And they, every boyfriend they pick beats on them. Yo he visto mujeres que tienen un esposo o un novio que abusa de ellas y cada, cada hombre que se hallan les hace lo mismo. You probably know one of these women. And sometimes we think, man, she sure can pick them. Or we ask, where do they find these men? A veces decimos, ¿dónde se halla estos hombres? But there is a, a spirit that's driving them. And it's this poverty spirit that tells her that she doesn't deserve a man any better than that. So blinds her, she can't see that he's worthless to all but God. But the poverty spirit says, you don't deserve anything better than that. And if it's there long enough, she starts to feel comfort in that. So that's just one way that this spirit manifests itself. And often it keeps people from advancing because they can't see themselves being any, in any better state than they're in now. They can't see themselves having a, a blessed life, a paid-off car, or a paid-off house, or a, a husband that doesn't beat on them and actually works and brings home the bacon. Right? They can't see that. And other times, they can't see themselves getting promoted to a higher place in life. Because maybe somebody in their childhood said, you're worthless, you're nothing, you're never going to amount to anything, and that poverty mindset got so ingrained that they can't think of any other thing but failure and lack. And they're comforted by what I identi identify with. Now, I grew up in a very good home. I grew up in a godly household, a, uh, a a Christian home. My father was a pastor. My mother was a godly woman. And we were not poor. But in a sense, we had a poverty spirit for a long time. Until about, about age 15 or so, a, a minister came to our church and started teaching on the blessing of God and giving to God and generosity. And things changed in our home. But I grew up, and I grew up into an adulthood with a little bit of that poverty mindset. And it was broken in my life 
when I went into full-time ministry and I had to trust God for everything. There was one day, uh, because I was a faith missionary, which meant that I didn't ask anybody for money ever. And to this day, I don't ask anybody for money, except for once on Sunday and once on Wednesday. Right. <laughs> I'm quicker than you are. <laughs> but you'll never, you'll never have me come over to you since, hey, could I borrow 100 bucks? Because I made an agreement with God. I said, God, if you're my source, I will never ask anybody for money. Okay, well, guess what? I needed some money. And I told God I wouldn't ask for money, so I needed some money. And what I needed was at Walmart. But I didn't have any money. So I went to Walmart anyway to pout about the fact that I didn't have any money. Have you ever done that? You just go see what you can't afford. And I'm there pouting, but in my pouting, I'm really saying, I'm never going to have anything, am I? And while I'm there in the aisle, a little little old lady, el Señor me puso a prueba un día porque yo tenía esa mentalidad y yo fui a la tienda a ver lo que no podía comprar. Estando ahí vino una ancianita a little old lady came up to me and she said, um, I really enjoyed your uh, message on the radio this week. And I said, well, thank you very much. And she pulled out her little coin purse, you know. Y esta ancianita saca su bolsito y me da una ofrenda. And, and he gave, she gave me an offering. And I remember sitting there thinking, God, I'm not a beggar. Why am I walking around like a beggar? Why would I walk around like I don't have what I need? You are my source. And if you could command a widow in Zarephath to provide for Elijah, you've commanded this widow to provide for me. And I started to learn that my source was not around me, it was God. But this poverty spirit, this is what it does. It brings fear and anxiety. The poverty spirit is always fearing, I'm going to lose everything. The poverty spirit hoards. It's two extremes. Poverty either hoards or it overspends. Any hoarders in here? El espíritu de pobreza trae ansiedad y temor. Dice, te va a faltar. Siempre te va a faltar. También se manifiesta a veces en personas que no tiran nada. Todo lo guardan. Ese papelito era para un chicle que mi abuela tuvo en el año 2070. 1970. 
this gum wrapper was, uh, my grandma had this gum wrapper. O tiene un vaso que ya se quebró cinco veces, pero ahí lo tiene todo pegadito. Or they have a vase that's been broken, dropped five times. It's glued together, <laughs> hanging on for dear life on the shelf. Maybe that was a, your family heirloom, right? Or the poverty spirit says, anytime I get money, I'm going to spend it. O el espíritu de pobreza gasta todo así. Si viene dinero, lo gasta. Why? Because I never had any money. And now I do, so I'm going to spend it. So I won't have any, because that's what I'm used to. Yo nunca tuve nada, así que ahora que tengo, lo voy a gastar para no tener y estar más a gusto. It doesn't make sense, does it? But that's how the poverty spirit works. I'm used to lack, so while I have something, I'm going to spend it. Or I'm going to keep everything that I can that I think is of value. And sometimes we value junk. I'm kind of preaching to the choir, okay? So I'm, that's why I'm smiling at you. A veces evaluamos cosas que no tienen valor porque este espíritu nos dice esto tiene valor. Pero es nada, es basura. I, I saw, I think there's a television show about this. I saw a lady, she had kept every um, fast food wrapper, the bag, the straws, the cups, the napkins, the packages of ketchup for about 20 years. And they asked her, when did this start? She said, the day I lost my mother. She was trying to replace something that she had lost. Vi una mujer que tenía este espíritu y guardó las copas, todo papelito de un restaurante de comida rápida. Por 20 años no tiró ni una basura. Guardó todas esas copas, todos esos paquetitos, porque ella dijo el día, le preguntaron, ¿cuándo comenzó esto? Y ella dijo el día que mi mamá murió, comencé a hacer esto y nomás se me quedó. Pero ella estaba queriendo guardar o preservar algo que se había perdido. Okay. The poverty spirit says, things just happened to me. El espíritu de pobreza dice, las cosas nomás me pasan por pasarme a mí. So a person with a, spot, a poverty spirit will never negotiate for better. Una persona con el espíritu de pobreza nunca negocia. So end up with like a 20% interest on a car note. And they'll thank God that somebody was willing to give them a car. Because they couldn't believe that I could go in there and get a good deal. 
And if you're spending money on credit cards, you're paying about that rate right there. The poverty spirit is a, is a spirit that we talked about last week. It wants instant gratification, impulse buying. El, el, el espíritu de pobreza es un espíritu que desea la gratificación instantánea. Siempre comprando cosas al, al instante por el impulso. The poverty spirit makes you feel chased by trouble. Te causa que te sientas como que te estás siguiendo los problemas. The poverty spirit causes you to feel overlooked or ignored. El espíritu de pobreza te causa que te sientas como eres, que eres ignorado por todos. Si alguien no te saludó porque no vio la mano, el espíritu de pobreza te dice, ¿ves? No tiene ni valor para el pastor. If, if I forgot to shake your hand because I didn't notice, the poverty spirit will tell you, see, not even the pastor believes in you. You know, I met a young lady. She said to me, Pastor Isaac, I want to apologize because 10 years ago, I was at an altar call. It's 10 years ago. I was at an altar call, and you prayed for everyone in the row, and when you got to me, you turned around and walked the other way. And for 10 years, I have been mad at you. Una señorita me dijo, hace 10 años estabas orando en el altar y cuando llegaste a mí te diste la vuelta y no oraste por mí y por 10 años no te he podido ver. Ese es el espíritu de pobreza. That's poverty spirit at work. Poverty spirit won't allow you to be generous. It, uh, it prevents generosity. Why? Because it keeps you in the same condition. El espíritu de pobreza te guarda en el, la misma condición. Now, I want to just... Say this, I'm talking about money, but I want you to think about emotional poverty because the same rules apply. Some of you hoard emotionally. You can remember every word of every conversation since 1993. And I said this, and you said that, and then you said that to me, and if you're hoarding those thoughts, hoard unforgiveness, you are polluting your own mind. So this isn't just uh, financial, it's emotional and physical. Things just happen to me. Now, what happens when your soul prospers? ¿Qué pasa cuando tu alma prospera? What did John say? Beloved, I wish that you would prosper above all things, even as your soul prospers. Let me list for you what the prosperous soul looks like. The prosperous soul, instead of fear and anxiety, is anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all knowledge, would guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus our Lord. Doesn't that sound better? En vez de la ansiedad y el temor, una alma prosperada dice, no tendré ansiedad de nada. Pero si no, haré, reconoceré mi necesidad delante de Dios. Go ahead and bring the students back, please. 
the poverty spirit, instead of hoarding, uses, uh, the prosperous soul uses and, conver- and conserves what it has. Let's list these quickly. Instead of thinking that things just happened to me, the prosperous soul says, I'm here to be a blessing to somebody. Instead of things happening to me, I'm going to happen to them. The prosperous soul, instead of wanting instant gratification, knows that it has goals and dreams and it can afford to be patient and wait until it can have what it needs. The prosperous soul, instead of feeling chased by trouble, has a revelation of God's abundance and says, God is enough. The prosperous soul says, My God shall supply, not might but shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. The prosperous soul doesn't feel ignored or overlooked, but it feels completely secure in Christ. Even if nobody greeted me that day, I know who I am in Christ. The prosperous soul loves generosity. La alma prosperada dice, Jehová suplirá todas mis necesidades conforme su riqueza en gloria. La alma prosperada tiene seguridad que ella está en Cristo. La alma prosperada le encanta la generosidad. Y la alma prosperada en vez de quedarse en el mismo lugar, desea el crecimiento y el crecimiento de otros. The, the prosperous soul, rather than staying in the same condition, looks for the growth, its own growth, and the growth of others. I want you to stand with me tonight. We'll, we'll pick up where we're leaving off right here. But here's what I want you to, to know. That the poverty spirit is a mindset. And the Bible says that the mindset on the flesh is death. El espíritu de pobreza es una mentalidad de la carne. It's a mindset of the flesh and it brings death. And I want us to intercede tonight. Maybe I'm talking about you tonight or some part of your life. But I want us also to intercede for somebody else. And you might say, Pastor, I don't want to walk under a poverty spirit. I want to walk with a prosperous soul. I want to know God and walk in the abundance that he has provided for me, for my emotions, for my finances, for my physical body. So I want you just to lift your hands tonight. And if you have any of these thoughts of lack in your emotions, in your finances, or in your physical body, I want you to cast them out in the name of Jesus.